Welcome, and thank you so much for tuning in to our special podcast series highlighting Filipino American Heritage Month 2020. I'm your host, Diano. This is a series celebrating some of my favorite creatives and talking about our shared and individual Filipino cultural experience. So sit back, relax, grab some boy bawang, and enjoy these stories you're about to hear. Oh, and as a disclaimer, we are all filming these podcasts COVID-friendly, so I apologize for some of the audio. Stay safe and enjoy. I would like to introduce my next guest. He is my newest friend of 2020. This is the first time we've met, and we are kicking it in his garage in the city of Chicago. Um, I'd like to introduce Jeff. How are you, man? Good. Thank you for having me. It's, it's a pleasure to have you in my garage. Unfortunately, we can't go inside, but, you Dude, know. it's all good, man. I'm, I'm, I'm just happy to meet you. Um, so, tell me your full name and, like, some some history. What do you do? Who are you? Yeah, so, my full name is Jeffrey Masenkai. Um, I'm a father of three. Three recently, so it's new. Um, and what I do... My professional career is I'm, I work with higher education, so I'm an advisor, uh, currently a clinical coordinator for Chamberlain College of Nursing, so I take care of all these nursing students' uh, clinical portion of their education, um, but my passion project is Batasol. That's straight sick, man. Like, working in higher education, working with Chamberlain, that's a, that's a profession that I know I could not do very easily. You know it, what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's definitely tough, but... Um, what the kids call it these days, it's called the plug. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just love being the plug. Yeah. Like, I love helping people find their path. And, like, I realized in life that, like, I'm a plug. That's super great. And I want to improve on being the plug for other people. Tell me more about Batasol. Yeah, so a little bit about the history of Batasol. Like you, I grew up here in the United States. You know, you hear stories about the Philippines. You hear all these, you know, upbringing in the Philippines and how lucky we are here in the States. I actually went for the very first time in 2013, and uh, we went with my family. We visited my mom's we visited my mom's village in Pangasinan, and th- during the time there, it was just shocking to me. Like, it was a culture shock for me. You realize how lucky you are, and from there, we woke up one morning, and these kids were playing basketball. There was about 50 kids playing basketball barefoot, and me and my brother looked at each other, and I'm like, what? What are we complaining about over back at home, you know? So I realized that I forgot a, p- a part of the story with how about the soul came. Uh, when we visited my mom's village for the first time, when my dad brought us there, when we realized, like, these kids are playing without sneakers, me and my brother like, let's throw a tournament. <laughs> let's throw a tournament, and the, the winner of this one-on-one tournament will get my Kobe 6s. And I had Kobe, nice Kobe sixes that I brought to the Philippines. I'm like, why did I bring Kobe sixes <laughs> to the Philippines, right? Yeah, right? So I was like, hey, you know what? I'll I'll give the pair to the winner, you know. So we had 20 kids like show up the next day, and we had a one-on-one tournament, and it was it was magical. Like mm. the way the kid won, like he literally lost his dribble. He had no dribble. He was in the corner of the the court, and he just tossed it up, drained the three. And this is how he won. He drained the three. The, the crowd goes nuts. 
he grabs his shoes from me. He doesn't even sit. He doesn't even like, you know, handshake. He just grabs his shoes, right? Starts going nuts. His friends are lifting him up in the air. And then he jumps on the back of a motorcycle and takes off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then me, my brother, and my cousin were just sitting there. Like, everyone left because they were just chasing the kid, like yeah. cheering him on. And we're like, oh, uh, did that just happen? That yeah. is insane. That's and that, that right there story. is the birth of uh, Bob Dussel right there. Like, let's do this again, man. What a powerful <laughs> creation story, man. Over there, the, the pure joy of playing basketball was their life. And it brought them life and didn't need anything else other than that. Yeah, that's how my dad was growing up. My dad was, uh, he's one of ten. And he would, he would tell me he'd be in his province. And he would straight up play basketball from sunup to sundown when there wasn't any school on the weekends and, and he'd have enough brothers and friends around in his village to kind of just like do that all day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, it's crazy. Um, you, you know, what's even crazier. Like you said, one of 10, like my dad's one of 10 too, as well. It's like, no way. How, how did the grandparents do this, man? <laughs> like as a new acquired dad, I'm like, man, three's enough, but 10. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. You said three. I was like, You're father of three. I am a father of, Man, nothing right now. I'm a dog dad, if anything. But, but, a, but a lot of the older generation, like they have, like they're they're coming from families of eight, ten. That's that's amazing. I really do think it shaped our generation too. Yeah. So after 2013, uh, realizing like, hey, you know, there's there's something there that we can do, like in the United States, and me and my brother were like, you know, let's go back to that village, that same village, my mom's village, and make it rain sneakers on these kids. Let's mm. go there, surprise them, make it rain sneakers on these kids. Four years later in 2017, we went back, we collected shoes, uh, over just about a 1,000 pairs of basketball sneakers, and we made it rain on these kids, and it was, it was just the, the best day of my life. One of the things I realized while handing out these shoes was I had a, a brief moment of like where I almost teared because handing some of these shoes, these kids didn't know how to put tie laces and put sneakers on mm. they're used to chanelas they're used to, mm. sne- to sandals and just sitting there trying to lace up these kids uh i was kind of like what these kids don't know how to lace up shoes and i was looking at the mom and they're like this is his first pair of shoes mm. and the kid was probably like maybe six or seven i'm like man this is this is why we're here you know yeah that's why i admire what you do man like i feel like a lot of Filipino people make that move of like donating and giving back, you know, but it's another thing to make it a prerogative for yourself to hand deliver and to see the stories and to kind of like see it through and, and how to see directly how you're affecting these kids like lives. Yeah. And it really does put into perspective, like you were saying that these kids, you know, they're used to wearing chinelas which are, yeah, like the thong sandals for all our Westerners <laughs> out here, you know, uh, flip-flops. Um, you, you, but a lot of the kids don't even, don't, are, are used to just not wearing shoes, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, and my, my dad said that when he was a kid, he would just wear chinelas, and he would say he would just wear, um, if anything, if his chinelas broke, they would just ball barefoot. He'd just be balling barefoot, it's like, cr- all day. And the way they move with barefoot and with sandals it's crazy like they, they play 
awesome. Yeah, these they, kids play. These oh kids play gosh. all day. All like, day, every day. Like my yeah, my dad was one of them. My my cousin in the Philippines, he's one of them. Do you know a lot about your parents' backstory of the Philippines? A little bit, a little yeah. bit. Um, um, my dad, uh, he recently passed away five, seven years ago. Wow, mm. that went by so fast. He's actually the one that encouraged us to go to the Philippines. Like, hey, you know, let's see and like breathe this before I go. And I felt like he knew he was going around that time when we went to the Philippines. And it was just an eye opener. I'm glad he got it to go. That's an amazing experience yeah. to share that with your with your family in in the homeland as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? I I feel like I've been very very blessed to be able to go back frequently, mm-hmm. like maybe every 5 years or so, and I've been able to go with my family and just kind of spend time with them and live their life and kind of like see where they came from. I feel like with my with my father personally, I have still to go to his hometown cuz my mom is from uh, Paranaque, which is like right by Manila, mm-hmm. and my dad is from the south, yeah, like the south south. He's from Cotabato. So geographically, I'm still kind of getting used to like the Philippines. But my mom's from Pangasinan, and my dad's from Bicol. Yeah. Um, we went to Pangasinan for the first delivery. This year, actually, we wanted to go to Bicol. I'm still waiting for. This, this world to heal so we can go visit my dad's roots because we have a big family on my dad's side and it's crazy because we have cousins over here that haven't met cousins over there and it's just mm. you know just tying the tying that together along with you know providing shoes for some of these kids in the, in the village would be awesome when do you personally think you'll be able to go and see your dad's side I mean, we, I, I was planning on going this November um, obviously with COVID and everything we kind of had it all pushback plans and it's hard to plan ahead going to the Philippines because when we ship the shoes they go through sea and it takes about three to four months to get over there shipping about a thousand pairs of shoes is you're looking at uh, over 30 bollock buying boxes and it's 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 nerve-wracking to know that 30 of these boxes are heading over there and it takes three months to go there um, so once you know the, obviously everything heals and we know it's safe we would set a date and just uh, prepare to ship and then prepare for the events that we do over there, depending mm-hmm. on you know what we want to do and how we want to distribute the shoes. Mm-hmm. But um, everyone that joins our team, I have a good, a good team of uh, individuals that help me through this. And uh, what we do is we want to make sure that we hand deliver shoes. Obviously, we can ship shoes all the time if we wanted to, but you, know, you, you never know where those shoes are going to land. You don't, you know, you could send it to someone and it won't get into the right hands of, into the right feet, obviously. And, you know, just the satisfaction of someone donating shoes to me, giving it to me and saying, hey, here you go. And then me going to the Philippines and putting it on the shoe. That's like, that's the ultimate plug for me. Yeah, man. That's, that's awesome. That is super It's like someone passing a story to me and then letting someone else live that story so many Filipino families out there who do send that love back and who do want to give back and do give shoes. I know, I know in my household, shoes are always like cycling in and out for me. Cause I'm, I personally like shoes. I'm not like a, I'm like the most sneakerhead out of my friends, but I'm not like a sneakerhead. And like, I feel like I have a lot of shoes that I always have to give and I'm American sized. I wear a size 13 shoe. <laughs> 
So I don't know any of my 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 Filipino brothers <laughs> and sisters you who are the size thirteen. You know what's wild? There's a lot of kids with size thirteen feet out there. There's some big boys out there. There's some big boys. There's some now. big boys out there. Yes, they are. And um, it's surprisingly like twelve to thirteen was a big size of ours. Uh, obviously, eight through ten is you know the the most you know dominant of shoes that we distribute out there. But uh, size twelve and thirteen is pretty popular. That's, these kids are growing. Yeah, those kids are. Yeah, that's good to hear. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I was lucky that my my tito on my on my mom's side who lives there, he's the same size as I am. So whenever like we will we'll 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 cycle shoes out to each other. What inspired trying to give back besides the Philippines? And do you feel like in everyday life does your Filipino culture affect who you are? Again, you always hear the stories of your parents' upbringing, hear how hard it is, and it, it goes right past your shoulder growing up. But then when you actually get to see it and visualize it and, you know, knowing that this kid could have been you, then you're part of that culture, you know. Going home, you know, these kids were, in my mom's village, these kids were wearing, I saw clothes that I've donated to them a long time ago. And just seeing that it's still in rotation and, you know, it's still being used, it's, like, it's phenomenal, you know? Like, we have so much to give out here. We have so much resources, and it's just getting it to the right people and making sure that we deliver. But um, as a being a proud Filipino, every time I go back to the Philippines, I'm so proudful. I'm like, man, dude, I love being a Filipino, you know? Mm-hmm. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. Do you feel like that has influenced your parenting yeah, so this is an ama- this is a story that I was holding off on for a little bit, but going to the Fil- the last trip to the Philippines, we had a team of maybe six of us, and then our sponsors came with us as well uh, from Rejuvenator, and I also had to bring my parents, or not my parents, my kids. I had to bring my kids. So at the time, there was only two of them, and they were maybe three and one years old. So, you know, obviously the logistics of bringing everyone over there plus two kids was tough. But we had to bring my uh, three-year-old at the time, Lincoln, with me and um, while we were distributing shoes. And, you know, he, he was a little pouty one day, and we, didn't, we couldn't figure it out. And it was tough because we were distributing shoes, and we have a three-year-old screaming in your ear. Um, and then we realized that he wanted to help. <laughs> he, he literally started, we uh, figured it out why he was getting mad, and... He's like, I want to help. So he started grabbing his shoes and handing it to kids and even the adults. We, we, get, we kept them in charge of the adults because, you know, there's older Filipinos out there that, you know, they need the support on their shoes. So I realize it's just not kids, you know. It's everybody. It's everybody. It's everybody at home. Man, that's beautiful. I could cry. I could cry at that. Yeah, story. it was. It was I, I tell you, I'm telling you, there was like a, maybe 200 people and we're delivering shoes. And the moment just stopped while he started handing shoes out. And it was to me, I was like, wow. I already won. I already. I'm so, I already proud. <laughs> I'm so proud for you already. Yeah. I'm so proud for you. And every time, you know, we, we collect shoes from, you know, generous donors and individuals, I always tell my son, like, wh- where is this going to? Or what, why are we doing this? Just to instill it in his head. And it's, it's part of our life now. That's super awesome. How, what is the most common way to get shoes to you? Because for me... Uh, I, I always had shoes and my family always had shoes. We would just send them, you know, directly over to our direct family. Yeah. So with collections, man, after, before COVID, we had everything set up. We had, 
you know, we had a traveling box right there. You see that box right there? Oh, yeah. That was going to local um, stores, local restaurants to not only, you know, support about the soul, but to support the local businesses. Like, hey, go check out our friends over here, and while you're there, donate shoes. We had a traveling box going before COVID. We had some uh, drop boxes set up around the city. You know, with times, like, we can't uh, collect that much just because of space, storage, and, you know, what are we going to do with the shoes? You know, we, we need a plan to know what to do with the shoes first. Mm-hmm. You know, I just don't want to collect shoes and just have it stack up. Now I'm doing what I've been doing when I was a kid, just collecting shoes and stacking them up. You know, I want I want a plan. I want to know that these shoes are gonna not just sit in my garage. These are these are gonna go come to me. We're gonna clean any you know gently used shoes, and we're gonna deliver those shoes. That's that's awesome. the promise that I want to give to those donors. Not just hey, thank you. It's in my garage now. It's not going anywhere. In a year, how many shipments do you think you guys normally make? So what's great about about the soul? It, it, we do international stuff with the Philippines, obviously, but we started picking up some local projects, helping people here in Chicago. We had the chance to, last year, the beginning of the year, last March, we've helped out the Special Olympic Chicago basketball program. So they had 300 athletes, and we, we were able to collaborate with Puma and delivering these 300 basketball players brand new shoes. That's super dope. It was awesome. And yeah. backstory about the Special Olympics... Um, after my father passed, I was kind of lost. I was in a stage of like, I'm lost, man. Like I can't get out of this funk. And then I even, this is the power of Google, like how to, how to, you know, get back on your feet after you lose someone. And, you know, one of the, one of the threads was, you know, start donating your time to nonprofits. So this is around 2015, and I looked it up. I'm like, well, let's see if there's any basketball things I can, because I love basketball. If there's any basketball programs I can donate my time to, and I found the Special Olympics Chicago. So I, me and my then-fiancé, we went to volunteer at the Special Olympics Chicago basketball program, and during the time, uh, we were scorekeepers. Right, and it was fun. Like these, wow! Like it just surprised me how great these athletes were, and mm. you know, but looking down on their feet, this was back then before I started about this. So I was like, what? Like these guys are playing in boots, work shoes. These athletes are, you know, they don't have the resources. After starting about this, so I was like, hey, I'm, once I get this off the ground, I'm going back there to help these athletes. Mm. We had a special event last year where we surprised these athletes with new shoes and uh, JP actually was there to film it and it was it was a special moment again we're, we're picking up some more local projects we'll definitely announce those soon that's awesome that makes me proud to be Filipino and proud to be a Chicagoan there are so many shared and individual experiences between growing up Filipino and growing up a Chicagoan and an American you know yep. what I mean and it's just great to know that like we got solid people doing solid work you're shipping, you do, you're making these kids days. I, I remember, I remember when I was younger and before I even knew what like hype or class or status was like with like sneakers and stuff, mm-hmm. I would always love getting new shoes. That was just my thing. And I didn't even know what I was doing. And to just sit and think about that and think, wow, this is a privilege that I have. You yeah, know I mean? it's crazy. And you and you are being the plug and supplying that for these kids. And that is just like an amazing thing. To yeah, think about. you know, I, I, I need to go back. That's what's like driving me nuts right now is like we don't have the opportunity to go back this year. And, you know, I do have shoes to, to deliver and 
promises to to deliver. But yeah, I grew up a sneakerhead. Um, my first when I was seven years old, my first pair of sneakers that my parents bought me, uh, which was fortunate to have, was the Jordan Six Crimsons. Mm. I wore those things to to they got beat up where there was holes, but you know just the magic of putting on a sneaker. And, you know, just letting yourself go and imagine that you're, you know, you're Michael Jordan or you're in the big game. Like, you realize that these kids are doing that without shoes. Yeah. <laughs> you know what and, I mean? And, and now you're <laughs> yeah. making them feel yeah. like a superhero. Yeah. Bro. You're making yeah. these kids feel like they they can do everything. Yeah. Now they can really do everything. You can see it. And yeah. You can see it through a picture on a screen how happy these kids are. You know what's wild? Like, we would give kids options of a pair of shoes to pick like hey do you want these ones or do you want these ones and one would be like man some people donate like you know jordans that are like very popular and like if you put in the market they're worth hundreds of dollars but you know there's so many generous people just like let's get these out to other kids so these kids would try them on like let's try the the hype sneaker and let's just try a regular basic sneaker that does a job that has laces and they they would go over comfort Mm-hmm. over height you Isn't know and i was just like what you, we had a pair of jordan ones that someone passed out i'm like well you sure about you sure about that <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, yeah don't don't ones. pass on those man yeah. yeah dude it's been you know it's crazy that you've been able to do all this i'm i'm very honored to know you i'm very honored to have even worked with you this past month in 2020 for those of you listening 2020 <laughs> we uh we released a Filipino American Heritage Month uh, themed piece on our merch website, and all the proceeds are going to Batasol to help ship out shoes to help you guys out and stuff like that. We gotta talk about that too because there's some. Um, I think the pre-order is is done, <laughs> and we got some good stuff. Awesome, yeah, man. We got some good stuff. Appreciate you. Sure. Um, so where can we find Batasol? And where can we find you if you are on social media? So social media, we are pretty strong with uh, Instagram and Facebook, obviously. Um, uh, Our website is www.batasol.com. Still working on, um, you know, updating that a little bit more, but you check us out there. But, uh, yeah, definitely reach out to us on Instagram. We definitely will reply to you guys. What's your handle at Instagram? I think it's about us all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll check. Yeah, we'll, we'll give a we'll give a check. Yeah. And in the in the direct future, I know you were looking forward to going to the Philippines in November, but what is the next thing that you guys have going on that you can talk about? Yeah. So, um, our friends over there at Side Project Coffee, have you heard of them? Yes. So my friend Francis is over there at Side. Uh, uh, side project coffee we are doing a uh, chicago boot drive um we're going to be announcing it really soon but it's going to be november 14th and we're going to be collecting um boots like winter boots for the homeless here in chicago mm. it's going to be uh something for the local love of our chicagoans yeah that's amazing man well jeff thank you so much for talking with me thank for you for having me. me dude i will let you know when this is about to uh when this is about to drop And we will continue some conversations, but thank you for being part of this podcast, man. Appreciate you, man. Of course. Yep. Of course.